animals, this is Story Shamans. I'm Dr. Bones. I'm Professor Bones. And you've entered the Bones Cave. Let's get to it. All right. As always, I know what's going on. This guy doesn't. No, I do not. So I want to take you back this time. Back to a little year called 2002. Okay. And we're going to be talking about a little show called The Shield. Oh, no way. <laughs> okay, let's That's go. Right. Okay. I got some stuff to say about this. Uh, I bet you do, Chief. I'm going to jump right in the middle, okay? Okay. I want to talk about how this show does such a good job. Just a, like a platonic form of an impossible decision. It really does. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> we got the end of season five. You know, for those of you, if you haven't seen this show, this is a mistake to be listening to this podcast right now. Yeah, big time. We're going to spoil the business out of it. I guess that goes for everything we talk about on this show. That is correct. <laughs> I know, it's pretty, pretty self-evident. I would hope so. But just to be clear, we got the end of season five, right? Lem and his... Uh, lemon. Lem's in dire straits. They got the heroine that he, like, you know, stole, but then was going to use for them to, like con some guys into doing stuff and then he forgot about it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Is that... <laughs> is that's that one a, way to put it, yeah. Is that a terrible representation? That's not wrong, though. That's correct. So, yeah, Shane's been convinced that, oh man, Lem's gonna turn. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. So he drops a grenade in that guy's lap. Yes, he does. Sandwich grenade! <laughs> oh, why, Shaney? Why? If you've seen it, it's, it's a beautiful scene. It's fantastic. It's it's some of the best work the show did. Absolutely. We make we make a lot of jokes about it because Shane goes back to his car to get Lem a sandwich. <laughs> and when he brings it back to him and he, and he hands it to him, he drops a grenade in his lap. <laughs> it's it's like you uh you hit a grenade in a sandwich. <laughs> so oh yeah. Shane? Shane? Shane Ah. Uh. But I mean it doesn't take away from the, no. the drama and the, the magic of the scene. It was it was really good. It was fantastic. Well, what, what are you trying to say? Well, it just it's a fantastic example of this impossible decision idea in season 5. It was an impossible situation. It is. It's Shane is almost or, or arguably just as much in this team as everybody else. Mm. He cares just as much. He's just as deep in the dirt. He's just as vulnerable if anyone was to say anything out of turn. Mm -hmm. But he's gotten himself up against a wall. He's gotten, you know, the, the story that Lem's gonna turn has gotten inside his head. Mm -hmm. And he literally, he's, it's, it's as damn impossible as you could make it on this show. Mm -hmm. Like, he's got the team, it is his family, but he also cannot go to jail. Mm -hmm. He just knows he will instantly die. Yeah. And he can't, like, he, he, I feel like it also bothers him if he were to go to jail. <laughs> like, it would just get up in his guts. That he's, ah, I put too many of you away. Not just because of the mortal fear for his life, but just like, no, I'm supposed to be a cop. I'm supposed to be better than you guys. I'm not a scumbag, even though he's a scumbag. He's just like, no, I, I, I can't be in these walls. That's just beneath me. So do I, what do I do with Lem? He's gonna turn. Well, blow him up. Which apparently he goes with. Yeah, I mean, or do I, was... I fall myself? Or do I do something else, which he did not come up with? I mean, I would I would have to say season five is what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. It was maybe the best season of The Shield. Like, every sure. season is really good. Yes. But season five might be the best just Whoa. in that, right from the jump, right from the beginning. You know, Forrest Whitaker, he's yeah. coming for the team. Oh, yeah. And Mackie is doing everything he can do to protect the team. Everything he's done yeah. for the last four seasons pales in comparison <laughs> to what he's doing this year. Like he's, he's got to do. It. Yeah, he's in full Mackie mode, <laughs> stressing himself, pushing himself to the limit. Oh yeah. To try to pull something out of his ass. Like they're screwed, man. They've got Lem. They've got the heroin you were talking about in his car. Yeah. It was part of some shenanigans they were doing last year. Yeah. But they got him. It's like a stupid mistake. It is. And it's simple. And it's really just from all the stuff they've it's done. Great. The fact that you got him on something so small, it was it's basically just, uh, you know, he messed up. It was goof. <laughs> he, he got a little complacent. He was a little lazy. Took me out on a goof. You know, but they got him. I was like, how do you explain this? I can't. Well, you're going to work for us, man. Aww. You're going to be our mole. We're going to take the strike team down from the inside out. Aww. We're going to use you to do it. But they picked the wrong guy. If they picked Shane <laughs> or if they picked Ronnie, maybe it's you had so a chance. Good. 
That's true that they did beautifully choose the wrong guy. Yep. Like, but it seems like the right guy. Yeah, they didn't know that. They think Lem's a good guy. Yeah. He'll be the, the easiest to flip. He's the least amount of scumbaggery in yeah. it, you know? On the surface, he's the most decent. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you got it all wrong, no, guys. That's why he won't do it. That's why he won't flip on his team. Let's go great. And you get the, the juice of that for all season. Trying to work him, trying to get him to do it. And he's playing along because he doesn't want to go to jail. Yeah. He has to seem like he's playing along. Yep. But he's helping the team. His loyalty never wavers for a second. Oh. So when they think they're at the end of the line and they got no more choices, you know, Lem's supposed to run to Mexico. Like, yeah, they're screwed. He's, he's just gonna, he's gonna hightail it. That's the plan right now. And he knows, Shane knows Lem's not gonna do it. He can't stay in Mexico. It's not gonna he, work out. You would go to Mexico. I feel yeah, like Lem yeah. would go. He would try it, but it wouldn't work. It man. would not work out, though. He would. He would spend a couple weeks out in the middle of nowhere on a goat farm or whatever they were gonna set him, and then it would just not work. Because, mostly, the, the crux of why he wouldn't turn, these guys are his family. <clears throat> now, if you send him to Mexico by himself, when the, like, the guy doesn't even really speak Spanish, <clears throat> He's, he's separated from the only thing that matters. Yeah. He's not going to be able to do that. Not for long. No, he'd try, and then eventually he'd slip up, and he'd get caught. Or, he'd be in a know, prison in Mexico, or, yeah, I mean, or he'd sneak back across the border. It'd be something. It wouldn't work. No. And Shane, Shane does not care about this strike team family as much as Lem does. No. Like, Shane has his own family. He's got a wife. He's got a kid. Yeah. He's thinking of them, and of course he's thinking about himself like he always does. And yeah. he kills him. He's got this impossible decision of, oh, do I kill one of my best friends yeah. for the sake of the team? And then I don't tell Mackie or Ronnie that I did this no. because they would kill me. They'd put a bullet in me in court. Because <laughs> they all do care enough to never do that. Uh. I had the chance to pull the trigger on you once before. I didn't do it. And Lem lost his life because of it. They, they would don't never even consider it. They wouldn't, they wouldn't sandwich grenade Shane. No. Even though they all know. They all know who's least in. Yeah. And then it's Shane. But it never occurs to them that he's that out. Or that he's not that much in. Like, that he would possibly do that. That's what makes it so great. And as an audience member, you don't even consider it either. When you're invested in the show and you're oh, watching man. it. And, like, you know these characters. Oh. Mackie is arguably the biggest scumbag. And he would <laughs> never even entertain the idea of, like, faking Lem's death. He wouldn't even do that. <laughs> no, because he wouldn't be comfortable with the idea that someone thinks he did it. Yeah. He's like, I can't, no, Lem is off the table. The team is off the table. We protect each other no matter what. That's the point. It's the only way this works. But Shane, no, he's not thinking this at all. No. He's thinking about himself. He's thinking God. about his, his own family. And he's like, Lem's got to go. I don't see how I can work this any other way. Because no. Shane is not as smart as Mackie is. He was never the problem solver. <laughs> no. He was never the strategy guy. Never he that sees guy. black and white, two options. Yeah. We all go down or I kill Lem. Yeah. And he decides, and, it, and it's, it's heartbreaking when you watch him. That performance is fantastic. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's where you, you just feel it. You just know it's tearing him up inside. You know, he knows he doesn't want to do it. No. This is the last thing in the world he would want to do, but he's doing it. Because he why, has that yeah. self-preservation. Mm -hmm. That's why it's impossible. Is it me, or is it him? Do I do this terrible thing? Yeah. Or do I let everything go down? Yeah, we all go to jail. And he, he makes the choice. Yeah, and I I feel like he says that at some point. He does oh, yeah. He just try to step into martyrdom a little. Or not yeah. martyrdom, but like, I, I was the only one willing to make the tough yeah. call. Big time. I was the only one who had the balls to, to save the rest of us. And see the truth. Lem couldn't do it. Well, you think this has been easy for me? At the time, it was either him or the rest ah, of us. Bullshit. Look, I was protecting you and Ronnie from it. Look, if he would have gone to jail like he wanted, he would have been killed by Antoine or turned by Kavanaugh. Man, you know that. It's like, ah, but you still killed him, man. Season six, you know, he's trying to justify what he did. He's trying to explain it. Mackie doesn't care. Like, he gets it. Yeah. Because he's Mackie. But Maybe it's he did over. think about it for a second. But, like, yeah, Because uh, he's, he's a strategist. You know? Yeah. My best friend killed my other best friend. Like, I can't. Oh, it's all over. It's that downward slide after season five towards the end of the show. Oh, yeah. Which is fantastic. Season six, season seven. That's the end of the show, you know? Let, let's move towards this finale. Yeah. It's resolution. And they did it. I was like, yes. Yeah. This is top impossible decision. Yeah. And there's it, some other good ones out there, but this one right here. Yeah. Because it was so hard, because it was impossible, and because he made the most interesting choice for the show, you don't yes. think he'll do it. I remember watching the scene when it aired. This is a long time ago now. Yeah. But when it aired, I was watching it. I was super invested in the show. I love these characters. I love the strike team. I love the brotherhood aspect of it. Yeah. And then 
this whole scene, it's playing out, and you're just, you're so nervous. Like, Shane, <laughs> what are you doing? I know you're doing some shady business yep. right now. What's about yep. to happen? I don't know, because I can't imagine. Why are we meeting it. alone? Yeah, what, what is this? What is What's this? going on? And you see it in his face, and it's so painful, and he does it. And, like, I was sick. I was uh, sick to my stomach. Because oh the betrayal was so potent. I'm like, that's what makes this show great. This is why it's like nothing else on TV at that point. Yeah. That's why it's, it's setting the bar for other shows. SOA, Breaking Bad, things like this. They want to do the anti-hero stuff. Yeah. Even Sopranos, you know, like... later. This is it right here. Yeah. It was it's, the best part of the show, I think. Yeah, it, it, and what it really... What it really showed, all in one moment, it's executing this beautiful, impossible decision. But it's also, if you hadn't got the message yet, <laughs> they just displayed their giant balls. show's got huge balls. Just dramatically speaking, they're telling stories, especially at the time, that other people did not have the balls to do. No. Nobody's pulling the trigger on something this hardcore. Like killing off a major character with another major character. Like that moral ambiguity. Well, I mean, you, you can say that lands pretty hard on the scumbaggery <laughs> meter. It's not gray necessarily. But, but the idea that one main character would murder the other for self-preservation. Nobody's doing that. No. Nobody's really getting up in it and going, it's terrible, but it happened. And we're moving forward from it. It's it's just beautiful. It's just so elegant. And it leans into something else I wanted to talk about. Just how juicy season six is. <laughs> it's another example. I feel like this show, and we've talked a lot about it in the blog, and uh, in the videos some we've mentioned The Shield. And that's just because it's such a pitch-perfect example of your seven seasons. It hits so many things in such clear and just fearless ways. And season six is a big part of that. I would, I would say that's another aspect of the shield that made it so good, is that when you're looking at it the way that we look at it, yeah, it is. It's pitch perfect seven seasons. Yeah. The pace. There are no variations here. They didn't do no. anything wrong, make any mistakes, make any adjustments to the formula here. Yeah. It's all just boom, knocking it down. Boom, boom, that's, boom, boom. It's really rare when you look at shows oh, yeah. to find just a solid seven season run. Yeah. There's only a few, and the shield is at the top. Yeah. Because it's so good, because it was so expertly executed. And I'm glad you brought it up, the thing you were saying about having huge balls. We didn't really talk about that much in the blog. I'm no. glad we can talk about it now, but that is yeah. a crucial aspect of a show. Crucial. We, you know, we didn't really find a good place to put it in to talk about it. Yeah, not, not so far anyway. No. And it's it's kind of, uh, you know, an ephemeral idea. How do you do such a thing? Yeah. You just show your balls. You just pull them out. <laughs> you just show the audience we don't pull punches. There's no fake-outs. Yeah. We don't have somebody die at the end of the season and then, oh, we take it back next season. Like, yeah. no, there's no, there's none of that. When somebody's dead, they're dead. We yeah. did it big time. Game of Thrones is getting a lot of credit for yeah. doing this. That's true. A lot of the appeal was, I can't believe they just did that. Oh, I can't believe a major character died. That was real? I, I expected you to what? take it back. No. Yeah. He's the main character and now he's dead. And, like, we're not even done with season one yet. Yeah. And it was like, this is a really good, you know, way to show your balls. I mean, that's how you do it. Yeah. And S.H.I.E.L.D. was doing it, you know, ten years before. <laughs> and it was a smaller show. It didn't get nearly as much attention or no. But, you know. Small fledgling network at the time. Yeah, it made FX. FX is a huge deal now. At the time, S.H.I.E.L.D. was that flagship show. Yeah. You know, they had Son of the Beach before. <laughs> they had one show. It was a comedy. Nobody really cared. Yeah. You know, and they it were like, we're going to change well as they wanted. Yeah. And they did it with the shield because it was so excellently executed. Yeah. That was a big part of it. Not just the balls part, but five. No. And oh, we're about to talk about six here. Yeah. All of that. A lot of shows will lose steam after, say, season three. Yeah. It, and they get you more know. precious, I feel. Yeah. This is a trap that a lot of people fall into, right? You're building your show, and it's, you know, and in real life, you've got a whole crew of people who work on this show, actors, you know, production people, you got uh, directors, writers, everybody. They're all living and working together for like, you know, three, four-ish years. Mm. Nobody wants to like give that up. Yeah. It's entertainment industry. It can be difficult to find work after you've dropped off a show. Mm. But also just in general, if the work is awesome, you especially don't want to leave. Yeah. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to close this up before it's done. So people get more precious. You got characters that maybe the show would have had balls to kill off in like season one, two, or even three. And you're like in five or six and everybody's still here. <laughs> and you know, even on a show that gets deadly, you do see people get more precious with it. They're like, no, I like that guy too much. Yeah. Or even just outside of the real world concerns, I love this character too much. Mm -hmm. I 
don't have the balls to kill them off the show. Can't do it. There is a little bit of creative complacency. A little bit, yeah. The show has lasted this long. You don't want to rock the boat that much. You don't want to upset your audience who's invested years now in this show. You don't want to do too much to get them pissed off or drop you. You're like, ah, I'm over it. I'm not watching this shit anymore. But that's always a mistake. Like, you got soft. Yeah. You know, you can't. Especially if you started the show going hard. You can't just like, oh, no, this person's precious. I couldn't do it. Or, no, we can't do that. That'd be too alienating for the audience or whatever. Yeah. No, it's got to be in service of the story. And if it's good, do it. Yeah. If it's the most interesting idea, do it. Shane going to Mexico and disappearing is not nearly as interesting. (laughs) Or even him going to jail, refusing to turn on the team. He just keeps his mouth shut, takes one for the team. He's the martyr now and he's in jail. Because he feels bad because he killed Lip. No, that's not how this goes. Oh. You gotta, you gotta drill that down to its inevitable end. You gotta chase that most interesting thing that you could do. They and do. do it. And that's, I guess that's the definition of what having balls is. Yeah. To make those hard decisions, but also just to chase... And do it anyway. The most interesting thing you could do. Yeah. You know, chasing that thrill. Yeah, chase the thrill. You know, when you do that, we call that having balls. You know, it's, but you could also call it courage. You could also just call it juice. You know, I mean... Yeah, it's definitely an element of juice. How do you do the best version of this story? Go hard, always. Never let up. That's complacency. That's what you're trying to avoid. And The Shield, when they moved into season six, for a lot of shows, especially if they only go seven, like season six, you might be getting a little flabby. You're getting a little tired. (laughs) or You're a little creatively worn out. Or you've already peaked. You know, but for Shield, when they hit the end of five, they didn't peak. This was just, we're past the middle of the story and we're going to the end, which is the best part. You know, movies do this really well. Yeah. We've, hit, we've hit that that point where we're just cruising into Awesome Town. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, it. all of the stuff you you wanted from the premise yeah. or what the trailer hit you with that you wanted to come and see, that, now we're doing all of it. We're going. Now we're bashing down doors or kicking in faces or we're making good on that promise. Mm. We said apocalypse in the title. Guess what's going on now? It's happening, you know. Yeah. It's just, it, it, just to add to your point here, the, the tone, the genre, and the, and the general setting of your show can do a lot to build the context of you having big balls. Big time, yeah. Because, like, you have, you could do a show and make some big bald moves, but it could kill your show. Yeah, it's like, possible. That, it is not without risk. You're doing, we don't have to talk a lot about it, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point, but the OC, mm. it's a character show, it's a bunch of high schoolers, you do something big and brash, like they did at the end of three, and you might end up losing a huge chunk of your audience. True. A lot of them who are here for, like, you know, the love triangles or the, the general love interest between your two main characters or the mm. delightful interactions between all your people. Mm. You do something like kill a major character and they'll just abandon. They're just like, nope, can't do it. Other people will love you for it. Yes. I mean, I, we I are some of them for it. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, it is an understanding, like you were saying, of what your show is. Yeah. What an audience expects of it. What they could think is possible. And if you're watching the OC, you don't think they would do what they did. And no. Since we're not talking about the OC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're not going to tell you what that is. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, probably. Maybe <laughs> next week. At some point. But, uh, but, I mean, it can isolate the audience and it can really rub them the wrong way. It's not an interesting, cool thing to them. It's more like, hey, what? Come on. It's a slap in the face. And the shield, no, the shield is the shield, man. I mean, it's gritty, it's raw. You expect stuff like this. This is what you want. You demand it. If they didn't do it, they would have failed you. Yeah. And then, but then they slap you with something I never even thought they would do. They went harder than I thought they would. Yeah. Like a lot of it was because nothing was like the shield before. Yeah, that's that's a big part of it. Yeah, you didn't have a whole lot of precedent before. There are other cop shows. There are other, um, you know, corrupt-ish stuff. That's not new. No. But doing it this hard, trying to play it this real, shooting it in a sort of, you know, hand, lots of handheld, lots of non-polished shots, mm. lots of just let's follow them, let's get a lot of grain, like 16 millimeter camera looking stuff. They were trying to play it real, they were trying to play it dirty, they were trying to play it like, let's get you in this happening for real. Look at this scum. Everything's for real. It's not a cop show. It's cops in a story playing it as real as possible. And that's why I loved it. That's a big part of what made it great. 
and it's how it set that precedent for a bunch of other shows. Yeah. I mean, just right after The Shield premiered, I mean, Nip Tuck started. Yeah, they were doing the same thing, and it was like, it worked for The Shield. Go ahead. Yeah. Do it. And you can see the ripple effect on how it, on how it plays out. And like I already mentioned, Breaking Bad. Yeah. You know, but like something like that, Breaking Bad wouldn't have gotten made. And it wouldn't have been appreciated for what it was Not if it didn't have shows like The Shield that started this. Yeah. You have a definite, oh, yeah, you know, the last couple decades of, you know, let's delve deep on some anti-hero type stuff. Let's get into stories without classically heroic main characters. Yeah. Let's get weird. Let's get, you know, dirty with it. Let's Especially get... if they're cops. Like, you expect them to be Magnum P.I. kind of cop show. Yeah. You know, he's Han Solo. He's, he's this kind of character. Yeah. He's a bit of a rogue. He'll you know. do some stuff. You know, Magnum P.I. had a dark moment or two. Yeah. But, the, but by and large, people got really alienated by it and didn't like it too much. And they're like, whoa, wait a minute. Because Magnum P.I. P.I. Was, getting dark? Yeah, the getting okay. dark part. Like, yeah. You know, it, you kind of polarized your audience. If I was watching Magnum P.I. Yeah. And I did it, I'd be like, oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's showing balls, you know, but... yeah. But for that show... It was a piece. It was a tiny piece. Yeah, just a piece. But, I mean, Next episode, that time, it's almost like it didn't happen. Like... Yeah. Just, it's back to sunshine, Hawaii, and, you know, Hawaiian shirts. That's mustaches. Kinda, that's, it's too hard of a tonal shift. But for the shield, I mean, that doesn't apply. So no. it gets to do all of this. Get dirty in it. That's part of the context. That's why you could do something that, like, yeah, in the OC, something big, like a character death happens, and, oh, it polarizes the audience. Something like... The shield that spent five years setting up like these are corrupt cops we're gonna make terrible choices we're gonna be corrupt people we're gonna get weird and gross with it and something this big you still don't expect it no but it's not outside the realm the map that you had put out in front of your audience it was just at the edge it was pushing up on that edge of the map mm-hmm. so that they could still be blown away by the fact that you did it yeah and that's six, that's it. That season, getting that dark, having Mackie try to track down the men, man or men who did this to Lem. Not knowing it's Shane. Not knowing it's the guy standing right him. next to him. Shane's standing right there, and he Ugh. says nothing. He lets Mackie kill a guy because he thought that he did it, and Ugh. he says nothing. <laughs> Just digging deeper. Let's Mackie destroy himself. Ugh. It's such beautiful. That's bummer. That's oh, the yeah. test or trial. That's. That's Big just season six. Massive, just negative, depressive. Oh, what are you doing? Destruction across the board. Ah, uh, and it, it built to it. The show. Yeah. If you thought you knew where it was going, which you know <laughs> you kind of think maybe the show builds up. Mackie always gets out of trouble. Yeah. Corrupt. And little. Sometimes big... they skirt the line. Sometimes they just straight up break the law big time. Oh yeah. They are scumbags, and you think they're like, no. At the end of the show. Like, they'll get what's coming to them. They'll yeah. get their comeuppance. That kind of thing. It was like, no, 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 that's not the story we're telling here. Yeah. It's about them destroying themselves. It's not about yeah. them getting caught. You know, they're not like, it's not a heist show. You know, <laughs> not world, you know, traveling the world, stealing paintings and stuff. Like, oh, I gotta go down in the end. Like, no, it's, it's a morality tale about scumbaggery destroys itself. You don't need the law yeah. to come get them. Yeah. They're going to do it themselves because that's what they're doing. If the whole show is a spiral downward. Yeah. And you don't feel that way until we get to five. Like, how have we been doing five seasons yeah. of this? And, like, I didn't feel it yet. And I was like, watch it, it again. That's what yeah. they're doing the entire time. Right it's from the beautiful. pilot. It just reverberates back. You're like, oh, my goodness. Oh, this is like the organic just playing out of everything that came before. And I didn't necessarily see it coming. It's quicksand. You know? <laughs> you didn't know sinking. he was standing in it. They're sinking and they're trying to get out. That's what Mackie does the entire show. Figure out creative ways to not drown yet. To just pull himself out. Pull his team <laughs> out. And when it gets too hard and they're in too deep, terrible things happen. And it all yeah. just falls apart. Which makes season six maybe one of the best seasons. I'm saying the moment yeah. at the end of five is one of the best. Oh, it's great. Six was even better than five, which is rare. Yeah. Show that we're this deep into it. Yeah. Say that season six might be the best because you get to see a real season six. Yeah. This is take notes. You know, because this is when when you allow your show when your show has the scope, tone, genre, where you can really dig in on six, and then you really just get free reign. The network, whoever, just said do whatever you want. Go for it. And they just go hard on everything they've already set up. Mm. This is what it looks like. 
they built into the core of the show this idea of this band of brothers, this this brotherhood, this small unit and family within a bigger organization. That's that's big part of why you can get to somewhere like blowing up one of your guys in five. And like, oh my goodness, it is about the destruction of the team. And you didn't even realize it, even though that's a huge part. The whole time, it's all been about these guys. It's all been about who's in, who's us, and who's them. And just making terrible decisions. And it's like, who's still on this train? And Lem is always, he's got one foot out the door. He's always like, okay, I'm trusting you. I, I'm going along with you, but I have reservations. That's why for him to be the guy who gets hit, it makes so much sense. But it's also like, oh man. Uh, Out of any of them, he's not really a scumbag. No, he's not, the one not, who deserved not it the least. Really as much, yeah. He deserved it the least. And he's the one who got it, and that's the story we're telling. Yeah. Destruction. The weakest one dies first, you know? <laughs> and you don't yes. see it. You don't see it until it happens. No. And it makes sense, and I love it. I don't like to play favorites <laughs> for the seasons, but if yeah. you ask me, Professor Bones, what's your favorite season? Yeah. Season six. Yeah. Conceptually, oh, not necessarily for a show. You know, just name a show and season six is always my favorite. No, uh, not the case. No, not necessarily. But conceptually, I always want to see what that season six is, no matter what the show is. Yeah. You don't think it's going to be dark. You don't think it's going to go there. You know, maybe it won't. Maybe it's disappointing. But some shows, you know what I'm talking about. They're yeah. geared towards this season six. Yeah. These are dark, gritty shows, and you want to see that. Yeah. And The Shield did not disappoint. I've been disappointed by a couple of other shows. Oh, yeah. Knowing what I want from season six, and it happens. People are scared of it. That's not it. You know, yeah, they get scared. They don't necessarily want to go that hard. It's it, part of that preciousness. Yeah. It's like, we're six seasons in. I don't want to get too crazy, guys. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get, I don't want to depress people too much. I don't want to get, I don't want to put my characters through that. I don't yes, get that do. hard. It's like, yeah, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You can find appropriate ways, no matter what the show is. You can find a way to do your smart, like, light-hearted, charming comedy. You can do a season six that really nails the way your show should do season six. Now, personally, yeah, I'd like it. It'd get weird if you got really dark. But it also makes sense that if it is a light-hearted comedy, you're not necessarily gonna have one character kill their best friend or something and then wallow in grief and lie to their friends about it. That's not gonna necessarily be the best idea. And you can't do something like that on certain shows. Like, it can't be done. That's gonna be, yeah. Because it's just too out there. I mean, you don't want to deviate from what your show is. You could break your core concept. Like, you just, it doesn't make sense, guys. That's that's not even the show anymore, okay? Yeah. We're doing Dawson's Creek here. Calm down. Like, you can't have a serial killer kill half the the main cast. That makes no sense. That would be nuts. I would actually really like to see that. (laughs) I would love to see it. But that's not necessarily what the main audience is here for. No. It's a little too outside. That's fine. You have certain limits when you design your show. But given that it was Kevin Williamson, you you could turn the show into a version of Scream. He could have gotten nuts. season six, and it might have been cool. You know, I mean... But that'd be weird. That's just, you know, servicing your own interests. Like, that's not the show that we did. And every show, when when you start it, you set up the limits. You know, you can't... You can have a show... Which, the more creative freedom that you have, the better. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of uh, Joss Whedon shows yeah. have this, where you can hit all the genres. You could literally do anything, because they're already in a fantasy sci-fi realm. Yeah. And you can have romance, and you can have action, and you can have drama, and you can have comedy, and, like, it's hard to mix them all together. Yeah. He does it really well. But it's, yeah, it's one of the things that his shows really execute well on. It's kind of a thing. Yeah. But when you have a show like, uh, say, Gilmore Girls or something, you can't really do horror on Gilmore Girls. You could do, like, a special Halloween episode. Yeah. Somebody telling a ghost story. Yeah. But, like, no, you can't actually do horror on that show. Yeah, genuine horror would be really hard to pull off yeah. because everyone would sit there, even if they were actively horrified. You got, like, a lot of tension, a lot of scare going on. They'd still be sitting there with something in the back of their head going, what is going on? What are you doing to Gilmore Girls right now? How is like, this happening? Why is there a serial killer stalking my main my main people here why is there a jason guy with a mask coming through town hacking people down like this is madness you can't do it on that show it's too hard to do it 
It's just a It'd be weird that when you start a show, you know what your limits are. You know, I'm not talking about breaking the reality, like doing fantasy or sci-fi. You know, like witches come on to Gilmore Girls. You're know, like, this yeah. doesn't even make sense. It's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> no, but I'm just talking about breaking the tone. Like, you, you can't do yeah. action on Gilmore Girls either. Imagine like a, chase, take a, lot of work. a car chase. Like a real car chase yeah. that you're supposed to be, like, actually yeah. interrupted by and infuriated yeah. and like, oh my goodness! What are you talking about? It was a hostage situation. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen Gilmore Girls, so correct me if I'm wrong, but they didn't have any car chases, <laughs> right? There wasn't any hostage situations come season six or seven, they just got really weird. Oh no, it's season six, they got the DP from Jason Bourne movies. <laughs> and they uh, they just shot it. it. Was awesome. They were in Europe though. That helped. You haven't seen Gilmore Girls. A lot of kitty cat corners. No, I haven't <laughs> seen Gilmore Girls. Uh, we'll get there eventually, animals. But you know, hold your breath. Just making the point. You can violate not just the reality, but the tone. And when you have the tone open, yeah. you can explore a lot of different avenues. And the shield, you know, it can't really do like romance. Or like a romantic comedy vibe. That's not the <laughs> no, show. You can no. have love. You can have like a little bit of romance on this show. It's yeah. a romance on the shield. Not I mean, really. Like, come on. There's relationships and like yeah. what you'll do for love and the way that you know Shane will defend his wife and that's the shield's version yeah. of romance. So like maybe these two characters are dating for a second. Yeah. I mean, Shane, uh, Mackie trying to hold on to his wife and his kids and yeah. remain connected to his family and stuff. But that's very different from like you know. Yeah, woof, man, I don't know. Give me, uh, you know, <laughs> well, just go back to Buffy. Buffy and Angel's, you know, epic, mythic love story that's yeah. it's really getting together in two, or, uh, you know, one and two. Seasons one and two. Or anything else, any other, like, you know, Felicity mm. trying to chase down her guy. You know, it, it's not the same level. You can't do it on that show. So when you have a show that is geared towards certain seasons and certain yeah. aspects of the seven seasons, I want to see that season six, because this is a show... Where your season six should be epic. Yeah. It should be the best. Full blast. And they did it. Kudos. Yeah. And and just to make this clear, like this, setting up this context, this tone, this, like what you are going to be able to do. It's buried in the content of, say, your pilot, your first episode, Mm -hmm. and like the first season, and, and every season following. But you really deciding what your show is about. Like literally the content. What kind of show is it? Oh, it's about corrupt cops, and I'm gonna have, I'm gonna show you just how corrupt. In that first episode, he's gonna kill a guy who's been put on his team to unearth how corrupt he is. That's the kind of corruption, the level of, oh man, that we're gonna go with. But your, your show decides and determines that kind of landscape of what's possible in those first moments and then embellishes them moving forward. Yeah. But you really, that's when you're, you gotta look hard at your core concept. You gotta look hard at your core conflict once you've decided the general stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, these are things that are buried in the premise and the core concept, everything. Like, Buffy takes pains in the first episode to kind of set the tone of horror and jokes. And we got, like, this pop culture cleverness. All of these, this fantasy element, all of this is set up at the very beginning. And that's what we're saying when, like, is your show capable of doing this? If you wanted Gilmore Girls to have genuine action, it's gonna have to be built into the core of the show. Yeah, which it never was, and it no. was never supposed to be, and Once they wouldn't... you made those choices. And you can't just change your mind come season four. Yeah. All I mean, of a sudden, Gilmore Girls is a totally different show. You're gonna lose your audience, and you've compromised your story. Like, apparently, you didn't even know what it was when you started. <laughs> yeah, that's where you end up in four, what you want to do. Wow, you really didn't really know that when you started out. You broke the show at that point. But you could, I feel like you could make, if you knew early that by season four, you wanted to do something nuts like that, you could make nudges in that direction. Sure. You could embellish things, you could expand the map as you move forward. But but know that those are going to be subtle moves. Those are going to be smaller pushes in those directions in order for it to feel organic and feel like part of your show still and still get you in that, say, action direction on Gilmore Girls. You can right the ship a little bit. Yeah, you could do that, but but it's best to do the work ahead of time, guys. Definitely. It's also a testament to when you start your show, the the thing we were talking about, showing balls. I mean, if your show has balls, I will follow you. You can do some crazy things. We can go back to the OC again. Yeah. When you start that show, you don't think they will do everything that they managed to do on the show. The amount of stuff they were able to get away with and to accomplish. And like a big reason is because if you do watch the first season, we did set up a lot of this. It is a heightened reality. It is a bit of a soap opera. 
Was you know, it, but it was meant to be grounded and real and personal. Yeah. And to do some of the things they did, you never would have guessed. Like, come season three, they're gonna do this, and then four, you're gonna do this. Yeah. Like that's unexpected. Uh, unexpected, but fantastic. It's it's the perfect example of how you would do that. Yeah. It starts small and it keeps building. Yeah. You might it's lose just... your audience. You know, I mean, some people <laughs> are like, this is not why I like the show. Yeah. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here for the romance. And you're giving me some crazy stuff. Yeah. But, but you know, the shield always, they set it from the beginning. Oh, they yeah. maintained it the entire time. Like I was saying, it's hard to do for seven years. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. Is there is there anything in the seven seasons of the shield mm-hmm. where you could say, oh, that was missing for me. I wish they'd done that. Or I wish they'd explored this. Or I wish, I, yeah, I wish they'd gone in this direction or that. Anything they left on the table. Yeah. Juice left on the table. Didn't squeeze it. I was thinking about it, I, and I, you know, I honestly, there are different ways you could have done X, Y, or Z, but, you know, I, the only thing I could come up with was season four. I don't know if it really hit me in the face as much as I would have wanted, but, like, I don't even necessarily have a specific complaint. You just think season four was a little soft? Yeah. It just wasn't necessarily as awesome as I would have liked. But again, That's it's true. not That's because, true. like, oh, you know, Glenn Close's character didn't work as well for me. Yeah, I think she fired on a lot of cylinders. I think that worked pretty well. I think there were a lot of good ideas. And it's not even necessarily, uh, like, oh, good ideas, but it badly executed. Like, uh, no. I mean, that, that Antoine Mitchell stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot. I mean, Anthony Anderson playing that guy. Yeah, it's great. Like, it's fantastic. He's going he's gonna to do it. He's a comedian. You know, and you're like... Yeah, but, like, he's going to do it, and he did it. Oh, he killed it. And I was, I mean, that's, it's a challenge. Yeah. But they they rose to it. They did it. Some of the best stuff when I think about The Shield, a lot of what I do think about comes from season four. How Shane just completely shot himself in the foot without Mackie. How useless he was (laughs) trying to be Mackie. So true. And, I mean, there's so many good things in season four that I love. So, I mean, to say that it was soft or it wasn't that good, like, I got to disagree. It's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. It's not even... I wouldn't even say, like, it's... Like, I don't even... I think soft is even going too far, maybe. Like, it literally just is like, oh, I don't know if I had to rate them maybe four would be on the lower end of the scale if I'm rating all seven. I think a lot of that has to do with them making hard decisions and having balls and really establishing some of this structure stuff that we're talking about yeah with the disbandment in season four yeah change of circumstances in season four that's a big part of shane shooting it he has the opportunity to shoot himself in the foot like a dummy without mackie there because of what we did at the end of three because we're disbanded as a group in season four this is hardcore textbook season four stuff which i mean they're writing the textbook when they did this you know what i mean like the show is old enough now that it has become like that's what you do in four but at the time when they did it i've never seen that I was like, this is nuts. They, they, they're breaking a central aspect of the show. Not completely breaking it. They just want you to think that at the time. Yeah. Like the strike team broke up. It's another part of the balls. It's, it's been disbanded. Yeah. We've changed the board for season four. I mean, that's that's a really big deal. And they did it so well, which it's easy for a different show to do when you have a set circumstances for one, two, three. Like, say, they're in high school or something. And, like, oh, they go to college. It changes the circumstances. Like, everybody goes their separate ways. Yada, yada. Yeah. You know? But for the Shield, you're like, how are you going to do it? They're grown-ups with jobs. Like, are, are they all going to get fired at the same time? Like, what's, what? What's about to happen? And they did it. Yeah, they broke that team up, which seems like such a central element of the show. It appears like something you couldn't do. It appears like other people would have looked at the core elements of this show and said, oh, well, we, we can't possibly break the team up, though. That's it's, like it's too much. That's what the show is. I can't do that. Even I know you want a shake-up in four, but I couldn't possibly do that. Yeah. How about it's just like, a new captain? How about Acevedo's out, Glenn Close comes in? You yeah, know, let's like, shake that, that circumstance. That's enough, right? No. No. Do everything. Every idea you have, <laughs> do all of them. Break up that team. Let's see what happens. And it's, yeah, there is a lot of good stuff there. Definitely. So, I mean, the major moves, is it as exciting or as emotionally driven as some of the other seasons? No. But structurally, having the courage to do that, to say, no, it's season four. Our dramatic pace is important. It's time. Let's change everything. The story that we were telling for that first three years, we told it. We did it. Yeah. You know, let's move on to other things. Let's break it so that we can put it back together. We got to keep evolving here, guys. We got to keep moving. 
It's the new era. It's the first time that we're having a new era. Yeah. Nobody thinks that first three years is the series, so we're just going to keep doing that. And no, you yeah. show them. There are different sections to this story. We've now reached the middle of the story. The yeah. beginning is over. Yeah, lesser shows would not have... They would have kept the circumstance. They would have generally done the... We're at the barn. We're corrupt guys. We're, you know, knocking heads around. That's what we do. Uh, I hope everybody's still watching the show. Yeah. We're like, now spinning our wheels. Like, this is a big part of the, the way that the eras break down in your show. You have got to do everything in four. You've got to nail that promotion. You gotta You've do it. Gotta shake up everything you can. You gotta change those circumstances. You have got to show your audience that what you saw so far, that was the beginning. You need to palpably punch them in the face with how much cooler your show is. You thought we couldn't break up the team. Oh, that's the whole show. How would we do? Now that's what we're going to do, okay? We're going to get all of our guys are going to do stupid things that are going to get things worse for them. Or at least Shane. We're going to show you there is lots more juice to squeeze. Yeah. And that's why you're going to stick around. That's why you're definitely going to keep watching four. And then when we get to five and there's... A little bit more of that familiar recurrence stuff. We're going to put some of the pieces maybe back together. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, I loved that stuff, too. This is great. It's just it levels up your show. This is part of how you keep people engaged. Mm. Not not in a crass way to just, hey, please keep watching my show, but legitimately have your narrative worth listening to. Mm. You keep your story at a level that warrants attention. Yeah. Fantastic. Story is not over. We are proving it to you. And when you're watching season four, it might be a little jarring. And you're like, I don't know if I like this. Everything is so different. It's not the show <laughs> that I've seen for the last three years. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they might be a little uncomfortable with it. But if it's good, they'll watch it. They'll stick around. And, you know, you'll ease into it. And come season five, they won't even remember what they were talking about when season four started. Yeah, no. You'll have that feeling that's good. You want them to have that. Yeah. You want them looking around being like, what's going on? What is this new show that I'm watching? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We're not done, and our pace is on point. We're not going to waste your time. We're not going to drag things out. We did it. We're moving on. This is the middle of the show now. But to answer your question, what you're yes. asking, anything missing, the only thing I could think of, because, yeah. I mean, the show is a solid A in my book. Oh, yeah. You ask me of an example of one of the best shows ever made. No exaggeration. <laughs> you know, Shield. It's just, it's so solid. But... Yes. I would say Ronnie Gardaki. Ah, uh, you know, uh, He did not get the attention uh, that Lem and Shane and Mackie got throughout the show. He was part of the strike team. Absolutely true. But he was the fourth member. And as the show goes on, you know, he's not a guest star anymore. He finally gets his name in the opening <laughs> credits. <laughs> yeah, he does. He gets more attention. He gets more respect. A lot of it was because of the season four when it was just Ronnie and Mackie at the barn. Yeah, you know, kind of had to do left. more. But it's... Let's acknowledge Ronnie as a significant member of this team, and he's actually one of my favorite characters. By the time you get to the end of the series, I'm like, Ronnie Gardaki, man. Yeah, he's been here the whole time, but, like, yeah, he doesn't even get his name in the credits until... For, like, the first few years, at least, yeah. you know? I mean, <laughs> like, it is... You didn't think he was going to be as um, big a character. You didn't think... Yeah, it clearly and... seems like they didn't quite know if they were really going to involve him that much. Yeah. When the show starts, you think it's going to be Mackie, and then his team standing behind him. His team is yeah. not a major character on the show. We'll have the other main characters on the show, Dutch and Claudette, and uh, all these different characters, and we're going to round Billings. it Billings! But... <laughs> <laughs> but... Billings! But... Get away from with Jake! <laughs> Billings is pretty ridiculous. He's, he's great. I, I love him. He's a smaller character that just really... I don't know why he stuck with me so much. <laughs> oh, I just, he was so real. It reminds me of The Wire so a little bit. And, like, that is a real person. Yep. That was fantastically executed. <laughs> but you have the idea that it's going to be Mackie. And his team are the guys that work for him. You know, his underlings. But then the show gets going and you're like, oh, like, more Lem, more Shane. These guys are great. Yeah. And Ronnie didn't really get that. Not at first, no. Not and, as and, much. And, 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 yeah, he got more as it went on, but he did. He did not get as much time or as much love no. as the rest of them. And it was clearly intentional that when the show started, they didn't think yeah. that Ronnie was going to be a major character. Like, I don't think they thought that, you know, no. Mackie's wife was going to be a major character. Yeah, I didn't think she'd either. be as involved as she ended up being. But as the show goes on and it develops and it evolves and... You're like, you have to. And it is kind of absurd that in this story of Mackie and his team, that at the very end... Ronnie is the only guy left standing next to Mackie. Yeah. He's like, I'm here. I've it's always so been here. I'm with you, man, all the way. 
Yeah. And, and Mackie just pisses on his head. Oh my goodness. I was thinking about this. There's another thing I wanted to talk about. I was thinking about how the show is a great example, as it is for many things, but um, as a resolution of the core conflict. Big time. Like season seven in general is also, as many of the seasons are, extremely solid. But it also is building towards this resolution. Mm-hmm. And, and they've really seemingly like almost, oh man, they've almost painted themselves in a corner. How are they possibly going to deal with this and stuff? But they found a way. They found a way to answer the question, is this guy going to get what's coming? Are they going to get this scumbag? Mm-hmm. We've also spent seven years with him. So there's a big part of you that's like, I want him to get away. I do. I'm rooting for Mackie. I know he's a scumbag, but I yeah. just want to see it happen. But that's I, the show. And he's so good at this that it, that part of you is like, how does he not? Yeah. If he's survived all of this, he's got to get away. Mm-hmm. And they do. They get to almost have their cake and eat it too. But a thing that sticks out, right, is that he goes, he makes his deal with Ice. He's going to say every crap thing they ever did. Mm-hmm. And he gets that immunity deal. And, but in doing so, he got it for him. Lem's dead. He died a while ago, right? Sandwich grenade. Shane has killed himself. Mm-hmm. Ronnie and Mackie are the only ones left. Mackie got his deal. They know all the terrible things that Ronnie was involved in, and he is not part of that deal. And to be fair, Mackie tried <laughs> to he take tried. care of Ronnie. He tried so he to. came down to it, and he couldn't do it. Couldn't make the he deal. He said, well, I choose Mackie. Sorry, Ronnie. <laughs> he almost shamed it up a little. Yeah. He's just like, it came down to between the two of us, and I just couldn't save you, guy. It's every man for himself, and he just couldn't pull it off. And it's one of the best moments of the series. Oh, man. Is Ronnie getting arrested. Dutch comes in, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he puts him under arrest, and Ronnie's like, for what? Ronald Everett Gardaki, you're under arrest. For what? The last three years. <laughs> you're under arrest. And Dutch just says, for the what? last three years. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Mackie's running through the barn, and he sees Ronnie getting taken he out. He sees it happen. He's just apologizing. He's just, just, ah! And he just ah, gets I'm, to I'm see I'm at the it. end of my rope. I, I'm just, I'm sorry, buddy. You told them all of it? Ronnie, you made a deal for yourself, and you're sending me to prison? I'm, I'm sorry, my family, I, I thought Corinne... You goddamn sorry! Process him. Take him in. I didn't think I had a choice. Oh, what about my goddamn choice, family? Okay, all right. Where's my goddamn choice? I was going to run! We were going to run together! God damn What about the team? What about protecting the goddamn team? I, uh, I schemed as hard as I could scheme. And then I just couldn't make it happen. It reminds me of when Shane is apologizing to Lem after he blew him up. Like, Uh, Lem's not quite dead yet, and he's apologizing. Oh, God. Just tears in his eyes, crying, saying, I'm sorry, Lem. Lem, I'm sorry, but I had to, right? But you know I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, man. Oh, so... And you get that back in the end. So bad. It's not as harsh, but Mackie is apologizing to Ronnie. He's just, it was me or you, man. Like, I just... I'm sorry. (laughs) The sheer, the sheer indignant tone of Ronnie. Like, for what? For what? Yeah. Like, he's just, he's so certain this ain't gonna happen. Thinks he's bulletproof. They've been through so much. I mean, why not? Right? And he's like, there's no way. If I'm in, if I'm getting cuffed, Mackie's getting put away somewhere. I guess it's all over, you know, but no. But no. He's gonna stand there and watch you go away. Probably for a very long time. For everything. He's the only guy who actually went down for the crime. Yeah. That's how important this character is. <laughs> he just gets taken out. That's, I mean, that's the only thing I would change. More Ronnie right from the jump. More Ronnie. Let's respect him yeah. as much as we should. That is true. They were haphazard with him. They, you know, they stumbled into it a yeah. little more than I think they intended. But, I mean, that's great. And, yeah, and I feel like they, they handled it well for the narrative they were spinning. As long as you do it, do it, you know? Yeah. I think they would probably agree. They'd be like, if we knew what we were going to do, then, yeah, we would have just done that from the jump. Right from the beginning, yeah, he would have been as big of a character. But we didn't know. They would have gone out of their way. Yeah, they, and they evolved did. into it, as shows do, you know, and, and that's fine. Yeah. That's the only criticism I have. You're doing something <laughs> right. Like, damn. <laughs> you remember, remember what Roddy's talking about? He's got, like, what is it he's doing? He's, he's selling rugs on the side. <laughs> he's got, like... What? <laughs> they're like, he's working with somebody. But they, they were talking about, they were working a case, 
and they were talking about rugs for some reason. Yeah. And Ronnie's like, no, you don't you don't shampoo rugs. You gotta take them outside and like beat them with a stick. And everybody looks at him like, why <laughs> would you know that? that? Why would you know that? And I forget what he says, but it, it's ah. something like his mom used to work at a rug store. Okay. I have a bunch of receipts here. For what? Uh, dry clean. What else? Well, for thousands of dollars though, these are oriental rugs. You don't dry clean oriental rugs. My, my mom had some. She made me uh, hand clean them when I was a kid. Another little Ronnie moment that you pepper in, where this guy doesn't talk much. He's always there. It's Ronnie Gold. But every once in a while, he'll just kind of lean in, drop something useful, and then lean back. <laughs> this little Ronnie moment. I wish I could remember the moment better. Oh, me too. But yeah, he's just like, no, no, no. You oh, don't, I feel you don't like we might have, if we could find it, I'm putting it in there. <laughs> Ronnie, you're going to hear it right now. You don't dry clean when you have rugs. <laughs> So good. <laughs> it's little moments like that, and that's that's the closest the shield gets to humor. Yeah. Little moments like this, in all of the chaos and all the drama, somebody takes a second to make a joke. Another uh, you know, Roddy moment. I remember. I gotta yeah. say it. I probably shouldn't, but I'm gonna say it. <laughs> okay. After after Shane gets beat, Shane makes some stupid decisions. He gets his ass kicked. Okay. He's in. <laughs> what season are we in? Yeah, uh, this was season four. You know, he's off on his own. Was it? Maybe it was no. Season five? No, it was four. It was four. Okay. He had, he had sex with this teenager. Oh. Even though he's married at this point, because he's a scumbag. Yeah. He ends up getting his ass kicked for it. Oh, man. <laughs> I totally right. forgot this. Okay, yeah. I don't remember this. All right, but he's, he's in the hospital. Mackie and Ronnie go to see him, and Ronnie usually has a beard. Okay, like, earlier <laughs> season, he doesn't have a beard. But, like, like season four, season five, he has a beard. Yeah. And, and he recently shaved it. Yeah. And they go in to see Shane, and, like, he's practically in a coma. He got his ass beat so bad. Yeah. He wakes up, and he sees them, and, he's, and he talks to Mackie, and he looks at Ronnie, <laughs> and he says, who's this guy? <laughs> and that's it. It's just guys being guys, <laughs> making inappropriate jokes. And it's it's so funny, though. It's so good. Realism, and Sopranos did this a little bit. Oh, I remember and this. You get some of the funniest moments. <laughs> Of like, he's making a beard joke. I'm making a joke about how this guy doesn't have a beard and he's pretending not to recognize it because of it. It's just a good old fashioned shit kicking. It's probably some asshole we sent up fresh out. I'll run down recent releases, check it out the POs. Hey, tell me something first. Who's this guy? <laughs> Your girlfriend likes baby smooth skin between her thighs. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Well, it's hilarious. And Ronnie gets to be a part of it. That's why I think of Ronnie. He's one of my favorite characters. Uh, He's this, just this jewel sitting in the center of the show. And he doesn't so get the good. attention or the respect. But I see you, buddy. Yeah. I love you. That's part of the juice is that he's used so sparingly. Yeah. That's, that is part of it. So it, it was almost like, I don't know how much I could begrudge you for not doing more. Because part of the joy of having him was the sparseness of it. A little bit of it. Maybe you could have pulled it off. You could have had more Ronnie. Maybe. Maybe. But and still have it be just as great. Part of why I love it might be because they did it exactly the way they did it. So, yeah. I mean, is it missing? Not necessarily, no. Yeah. It seems that way <laughs> for the first few years. But yeah. When you're all done and you look back, yeah. that's some of my favorite stuff. So uh, to get back to this uh, resolution of the core conflict, just to sketch it out, if, the, if this concept isn't clear, if you've hit that blog, you've seen the videos about season seven, like, look at this show to really crystallize it for you. Like, we're resolving, will they get him, right? He could have been a number of things. He could have ended up in jail. He could have ended up dead. He could have ended up on the run to Mexico, which I would I would love it if Ronnie broke out of jail, went and got Mackie, even yeah. though he sold him down the river. He's like, you know what? No, it's you and me, dog. We're going to Mexico. And they ride off on motorcycles and show up on Sons of Anarchy or something. Like, no, instead they found a creative way that really serviced all of the elements of the show. A big part of it is Mackie scheming his face off. And in the end, he schemes himself so hard that he doesn't end in jail. He doesn't end up dead. And he doesn't quite get away either. He ends up in a kind of purgatory for himself. Metaphorically, but I mean, yeah, for the character, it would have been a cop-out if he did get arrested. It'd be a bit of a cop-out if he died in some kind of, you know, blaze of glory yeah, stand-up. Kind of shootout. That's not really no, him. That's not, and that's not the show, really, either. No. So to be able to service the character and the journey he's been on, he does get away with it. Yeah. He is immune from any prosecution. Yeah. He'll do three years riding a desk, which you know he hates, but yeah. it's three years, and then you're free, man. I mean, that's totally Ronnie's doable in the grand scheme. The rest of your life. 
Lem and Shane are both dead. Yeah. And that's a part two, right? It costs him damn near everything in his life. Yes. His family left him. He lost his, his wife, his not, kids. Not even just left, right? They're in witness protection yeah. from him. From him, just like, to get away from him. They're doing everything they can to make sure he's never a part of their life again. And not just losing your family, not just losing your friends, but, you know, losing his badge. Yeah, he'll never be a beat cop again. And that's what got him up in the morning. He loved yeah. it. And to find him as a person, it was his source of power. So you did take everything that mattered to him. It cost him everything. He loses everything, but he does get away because he's Mackie. He didn't compromise the character, but he's still able to resolve that core conflict. And it is what makes it one of the best series finales I can think of. Top five. Uh, it, it, it is great that it is like, he's a high level schemer and it's about will I get him? And it's like the end result. result. It's like, yes, he will get away with it, but he will pay for it with literally everything we can do. Everything possible. We're gonna make him pay with that. His family, his brothers, everybody's either dead, in jail, and hating him for the rest of his life. He's disgraced as a police officer. He'll, he'll lose his job, his identity, his day-to-day -day existence of being a cop. All of it goes. But you didn't get him. But he got away. He's got his freedom. He can always start over somewhere else. We Go to Mexico. <laughs> we didn't insult his intelligence. We didn't insult his skill. Mm -hmm. We didn't insult the whole core of what the show was about. Because we couldn't. It'd be, you'd cheat the show by doing that. Yeah. Fantastic. So let's, <laughs> let's do it. Okay. Let's wrap it up here. Yeah, let's do it. Best and favorite. What do you think was the best season? Oh, man. I'm, uh, I really, I'm going to go six. Really? And it might be, it might be polluted by the fact that I will also say it's my favorite. <laughs> but. I was about to say it sounds like your favorite. Yeah, it is my favorite, definitely. That's no question. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm gonna say best too, just because a lot of the stuff we've talked about where I feel like, given the type of show, the genre, the context, the, the map, that like it was built for like, what kind of deep digging six could you give me? And I feel like they just delivered in a way that few shows ever even try, much less succeed at. Mm -hmm. And they just, that's them firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Just really punching you in the face with it. But what best, what are you gonna go with? I'm torn, you know, I mean, I don't like to compare seasons. Yeah. It's unavoidable, you have to when you're watching a show, but I mean, they have different things to accomplish. Yeah, in some ways it's unfair. To do. It is kind of like the only way to, to fairly judge them is to say which one's your favorite. But, <laughs> since we're doing it, that's the name of the game here. Yeah. Best, objectively, where they just really crushed it, it's hard, but I'm gonna say five. Five. Yeah, I'm okay. gonna say five. Kavanaugh. In Kavanaugh, internal affairs, coming for him hard. Mackie's gotta go full Mackie. The way yeah. you end it with, you know, arguably the best part of the entire series. Yeah. Better, maybe, than the series finale. It's yeah, all in yeah, five. yeah. It's all in five, you know, and it's... The end of the show is great, but the end of five is just so... It's, damn. It's so good that you have to say, whatever season that moment was in, that's the best. <laughs> you know? Just de facto, you're already the best. But the season itself altogether, I mean, I would say five was probably the best. It was the first time they really had, like, a character in authority who, like, yes, previous people wanted to take Mackie and the strike team out. Like, Aceveda wanted to take them off the streets. Couldn't do it. Like, Dutch and Wims know they're dirty and want to help take them out. Like, Glenn Close, I forget her name right now, but they everybody wanted to take them out. But it's only really when Kavanaugh shows up that you got somebody who, that is their mission. He just goes for it. There's no politics anymore. Only reason I'm here. He's just coming right at you. He's gonna dirty himself in the process trying to do it. He tries to be Mackie and he fails. And like, maybe that's part of what I loved about it. He's trying to play Mackie's game and he loses. Yeah, and he loses. Because you can't do it. You can't Mackie more than Mackie. You're not gonna out Mackie Mackie. You just, you get to love Mackie in that, in that season. Every character got to be the full embodiment of what they are, you know? Lem being ever loyal, Mackie yeah. going full schemer, and Shane being full scumbag. He showed his true colors. <laughs> he thought he was a scumbag before. Oh, you haven't seen nothing yet. It goes deeper. It goes deeper. Yeah. And so creatively and writing-wise, artistically, the yeah. pace of the show, I gotta say five's the best. Okay. Does that make it my favorite, though? That's question two. Favorite. It's so good, but uh, ooh, when it comes to my favorite on shows, some, I'm usually torn between <laughs> like this one or that one, or maybe Surprise. this one, and then I end up saying like half of the show. <laughs> but I say all of the seasons. For The Shield, I might have to say it's either two or six. 
Two or six. All right. I mean, I love six for how dark it is because I already played favorites. Like season six is my favorite. Yeah. So if you crush it, I'm already like, I, I gotta go there. That's yeah. my favorite season right there. Yeah. Because that's what I want to see from storytelling. But yeah. For the shield specifically, I might lean a little more on two just because at the time it was so new. Okay. And even when you go back and you watch it, you're like, man, look at this season two. I'm mostly thinking about Armadillo. If you remember this. Okay. The gangster drug dealer, rapist, like, he's just total yeah. scumbag coming out of Mexico. Oh, and Mackie just goes full vigilante. <laughs> yeah, he does. You know, he breaks into his house, and he beats him with a phone book. You know, like, it was a dictionary, like a law book yeah. that Armadillo was reading. I just named, like, three <laughs> different books. Was it a phone book? Was it, <laughs> was it a dictionary? I'm just trying to talk about the size. Like, it was a law book. That's the irony here. That's the poetry. Yeah. Armadillo, he's sitting there in his underwear. He's, like, sleeping on the floor like a dirty mattress or something. And he's <laughs> yeah. reading law books. And Mackie just kicks in the door, and he beats him with it. Yeah. Tell him to get out of town. He burns his face on a grill. Yeah, he does. Oh, like, man. We, we're talking about the sandwich grenade, but, like, when you talk about the shield, I think about <laughs> putting Armadillo's face on that grill. Yeah, that's a big another, that's another moment for that show. It was nuts. That was like, oh, man, nobody does this. <laughs> You thought the first season had balls, like he killed a cop in the pilot. Yeah. You know, and even from then, it was like, this seemed crazier because it was more reckless. It oh, wasn't yeah. premeditated. It was Mackie just acting in the moment. Yeah, he's too heated. He's I too just, angry. I'm mad. I got to get this guy out of my city. You know, he went full vigilante. Yeah. Full, like, superhero within the realm of this story. Yeah. And to him, that means burning this guy's face on a grill. <laughs> And the whole team, the strike team, is just like, dude, you gotta cool it. You're going Whoa. too far. We've hit the limit of this is too far. Come on, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> this, this right here. This is the shield going full shield. Full blast. Five is great artistically and, and storytelling wise, and six is beautiful because I've already got my bias towards six. And yeah. seven's great. Like they're all great, but two. You want to know what's the shield? Season two. Yeah, it does, it does introduce you. If you didn't get it so far, here you go. Full blast. And for the rest of the series, I never necessarily reached that pushing that limit of full shieldness because you had to redefine the show as you move into different eras. True. But just the embodiment right there. That's it. Yeah, fair enough. So season two. All right. He's my favorite. All right, well, uh, let's wrap this up, animals. I think that's it for today. Somehow you're listening to this. You haven't been to the site. You know, check it out. StoryShamans.tv. With shamans. What? S-H-A-M-A-N-S. Check it out. Uh, you know, if, also, you got any, uh, questions? You have something you, uh, specifically would like to hear us talk about? You go ahead and, uh, hit us up on the emails. It's, uh, bonesbros at storyshamans.tv. That's bones with an S. It's plural. I think that's it for today. That's it for Dr. Bones. And Professor Bones. We'll see you next time in the Bones Cave.